0: Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Chicago, Illinois, it's time for the special on the road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results.
1: Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. And Lee, this may very well be the last one for today, but we. You know what that means. She's the headliner. She is the he- This is it. everybody else with the undercard. We now have the headliner for the Chicago edition of Learning Insights. Well, in that case, without any further ado, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast, managing partner with ThinkWise Consulting, Miss Tricia DePilka. Welcome to the show, Tricia. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, we are delighted to have you Uh you know what? My first question is what were you thinking? <laughs> Speaking of think wise, mm-hmm. uh, because you're you decided to get to to start your own business with this thing, didn't you?
0: Yeah. What in the
1: world compelled yeah. you to do that?
0: <laughs> well, my I have a business partner, Robin. Robin Clark and I uh, we've worked together for a number of years and have a great relationship and a great camaraderie, a great way of collaborating with each other. And we've always just had bigger dreams and ideas than we could do. And we had a point of view and a thing that we wanted to take out to the world and, um, and decided, you know what, we got to do it. There's, there's no other opportunity to, to find your passion and follow it. You've got to create that. So we decided to go out on our own and it's been a couple months now. And we are partnered with ThinkWise, Inc., who is a uh, SaaS software as a, as a service technology company that focuses on really cool, innovative HR solutions. And we're partnered with them and have our own, uh, our own independent consulting practice within them.
2: So now what's kind of your uh, secret sauce that makes you guys different?
0: Mm-hmm. We, we believe that leaders are, have a hard job. Have a really hard job. And what they really need to do is inspire people. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing to do. Sure. And everyone is looking for it. Everyone is starved for having some hope and inspiration.
2: Right. Everybody knows it's important.
0: Yeah. But do you know how to inspire someone? No, obviously. (laughs) it's a it's a hard thing to to create and it's hard to build in an organization so we really believe that organizations need to pay some attention to inspiring people having their managers be able to do that and create that kind of environment that's going to get get better business success because it's all got to do that i mean at the end of the day we want organizations to be better so they can create more value and do great things
1: So do you find that sometimes you'll go into an organization, they've expressed one need or set of needs or articulated it in one way, and then you and your business partner get in there and you find that what's not quite right is completely different than what they've articulated? Does that happen much?
0: Of course it does. Mm -hmm. Organizations are, are complex. They're hard. And when you're in it you see you know all of the day-to-day issues and it becomes very complex and interrelated because you're dealing with everything that's going on for everybody and sometimes it takes someone coming in from the outside and you talking to them and we we use a very inquisitive and really it's a coach like approach to to dealing with our clients to understand what really is the thing that's going to make a difference for them and that can get attention and uh, make a difference in the company so there's always nuggets in what they say but often if they knew what to do, they'd do it. I mean that's not the problem. If they knew it, that's not that's not hard. You know, they may need more resources or we don't have enough people or the time frame, but they know what to do. It's the things that are are more interconnected and complicated that's hard. And leading is hard. I mean, we do a lot of leadership development, that's where we we focus our attention. That's a hard thing to do. So it's it's often you need a partner to think through things. You know, an organization will deal with a problem once every couple of years, maybe, you know, they'll they'll try to reshift their culture. Not very often. The strategy changes year by year, but not dramatically. So they only deal with some things, you know, once in five years, 10 years. You know, how often does an organization transform? We deal with that all the time. You know, every client that we have is doing some of that. So, you know, we've got more battle scars and war stories and success stories and ways of of looking at it that they just wouldn't have had an opportunity to do yet.
2: Have you ever had an engagement where um, the leader comes up to you and says, you know what, my crew is a lack of leadership and I got to teach them. And you're thinking, well, maybe you're the problem.
0: An organization is just a reflection of all the people that's in it. You know, you can't point your finger at someone else and say they're it. You're part of it. You know, no relationship is is a problem because of just one person. But you can teach someone someone someone
2: that maybe lacks leadership to be a leader. You can teach someone that.
0: You can. You can. It takes takes a lot. But um, one of the first things is they have to want it. Um, but it ta- we look at, at building capability, and leadership's a tough capability, and there's no, there's no doubt. But you have to have the right mindset around it, and that includes willingness and wanting to do it, mm-hmm. and awareness, you know, a self-awareness and an understanding of what matters for you about that. It takes skills, and skills you can teach. That's not a, you know, that's that you can do. And it takes application and experience. It's those three things coming together.
2: So how do you practice leading?
0: <laughs> it's... You do it through frameworks, through, through models, through things that you keep practicing and doing, trying it out. So we spent the last two days, um, I, but Robin is still there with, this, with a client, helping a group of their leaders, sort of mid-senior level leaders, develop people leadership capability and specifically coaching. So this group of now 45 people, they're the, you know, we've done about 100 people in this organization already. And Robin's going to Europe for the next two weeks to take it over to their offices there. So we've have this, this way of looking and thinking about it that we're taking throughout different levels of the organization. So they're starting to see it used at, you know, more often. Mm-hmm. So they are now having, you know, there's a cohort who've gone through it. They're all talking in the same way and thinking about coaching and what's good about that in the same way. You know, their CEO has the, the model and a piece of paper on the, uh, the table in his, in his office and they use it in, during meetings. So you start to do that and it's, it becomes more used more often and used more widely and then people get better at it. So it's an application and constant trying. And you're not very good at first, right? We're never great at something at the beginning, something that's hard. Um, and coaching is one thing that everybody thinks they've done. i coach everyone i'm a coach right how
2: hard could it be yeah
0: yeah so it's unlearning things too that have to happen so you know between mindset then being aware of it and being committed to it and having the kind of 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 commitment to it their skills and then doing it and so we come back we're going to do a webinar with this group in a couple weeks three weeks or so to say okay who's tried it how'd it go what worked what didn't you know in real world We've practiced it for, you know, two days and they've mm-hmm. done a lot of practice.
2: So they practice amongst themselves, like kind of yep. role playing different, uh, yep. like one person's a coach and one person's being coached.
0: Yep. And then we have observers that are giving them feedback and mm-hmm. you know, they practice giving feedback during that as well. They do real coaching like on themselves. They, we have them do a 360 beforehand. So they have some idea they're real, how people are really viewing them and they use that as, as a tool in the coaching We do scenarios and role plays where it's like, okay, we're going to give you situations that we've written specifically for that company based on what they've said. Right. And uh, between you and me, they Mm. look at them and say, this is so us. And we take (laughs) them to the next company and they say, this This is is so us. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really
1: interesting question, though, and it's it's a shame that uh, you can't have – mannequins that leaders can practice on like in our last segment (laughs) where we were talking about clinical training with doctors and they had she had like a a mannequin of some kind you know for certain procedures but it is nice that you're able to to the degree possible to recreate a a safe environment for these folks to practice and i can tell you one thing that that i observed in participating in well-done simulation training um, regardless of which side of the simulation you're participating in there's learning to Mm-hmm. That there's learning that takes place, mm-hmm. isn't there?
0: There is, there is. Even for the people observing, you know, yeah, we give well, them a good point. we give them a job when they're just watching too, so they get better at recognizing what's happening and what isn't happening. And it's like, did you notice the body language of that person that the coach or you know the person doing the the coaching wouldn't necessarily notice because a lot's going on for them. They're trying to do a lot yeah, of new things, right. so they learn from from that as well. It's amazing actually how much a coachee can get out of a practice 5-10 minute coaching situation it's like we love doing it and if there's extra if there's not enough people we'll go in a group it's like great free coaching I'm in you know in 5-10 minutes you can you can really make a difference for somebody and helping them get unstuck
2: now does your organization specialize in certain industries or is this something that goes across all industries
0: you know we don't focus on an industry because every industry struggles with this you know, we've got clients in in all sorts of different, you know, from government agency to financial. It it seems to be a systemic kind of issue. I mean, but we've Each all one gone thinks they
2: have unique challenges, and you find kind of a common thread amongst them.
0: There's common threads, and how you can do it and implement it in an organization is dependent on their culture. Mm-hmm. So every culture is a little different, but there's certain characteristics that, you know, that are common you know is it very collaborative is it very open is it very hierarchical you know those can can cross different you know different industries as are well are there
2: cha- challenges that you see over and over again
0: we see organizations that right now struggling a lot with engagement you know we've gotten through the recession people hung on to their jobs and we're we're happy to still have a job and now as mm. things start to open up people are starting to move and want different things. And they're, I mean, they've had a tough go of it too. You know, the... Well, we have
2: don't you think that companies got maybe lazy because they thought, wow, look, we, uh, we haven't had a lot of turnover, you know, cause the, cause <laughs> right. the economy's bad, so <laughs> no Retention's one wants to leave. all of a sudden <laughs> the economy starts getting better, and now all these people are bailing. Yeah. The, the, maybe the culture wasn't so great.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure if it's lazy or if everybody was so overburdened and trying to get through the recession mm-hmm. that there just wasn't enough attention resources to do some of the things that you know maybe would have happened without you know without the downturn and, and frankly organizations had to do a lot of transforming during that period. Sure, there's a different kind of organization now than it was five years ago in many cases. So,
1: but has that left Dust and rust on key disciplines like I don't know change management, performance management. I mean, it, it like is performance management broken? And if it is, how?
0: It, yeah, I think it's it's broken in almost every organization that well I know that I've worked in, and that we you know that we talk to as well. It is broken in in so many different different ways.
2: What are symptoms of a broken organization?
0: Well, a, a broken performance management system is, is one that doesn't actually help the organization get to where they want. And there's all sorts of ways that people, you know, get around doing the system in the right way. i uh, give you examples. So for myself and my career, right, and I do this, and I spent the first part of my career as an HR practitioner within an organization. I've written my own performance appraisal. How would you do I did really well. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, it was good. Congratulations. But it Thank wasn't you. too good. Thank you. Right? Well, no, you don't <laughs> want yeah, to draw attention to yourself. was room for improvement. Yes. Um, I, I was responsible for compliance of performance management in one organization. And at the end of the year, I realized that, okay, well, if, if I have to, if I'm compliant, you know, the person in charge of compliance, I better do it. So at the end of the year, I wrote my own goals for that year, mm-hmm. right? At the at end the of end. the year, yeah. Because yeah. you wouldn't
2: want to do it at the beginning.
0: Well, yeah, it didn't seem that important <laughs> at the beginning it's a broken system uh, I took it to my to my manager and said okay so here's the deal and I just I suggest you just check the boxes down the middle and he said that's it I'm like yeah and he said well there's a box for comments I'm like yeah he said well what's gonna happen with this I'm like I'm gonna put it in, in the file. drawer <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and that was it Wow you know I've also been in an organization where there was a sort of a group Review of somebody with them not in the room, and then you got feedback afterwards that I didn't know where it came I had no context, didn't know where it came from. It was like, well, Yeah, we're gonna do that. After the interview. Oh, thank you. I appreciate <laughs>
1: that.
2: We'll send you the results <laughs> yeah. next <Thanks>. week. <laughs> It'll be a bunch of boxes checked <laughs> down the middle.
0: Uh, or, and we've had a client recently that tell Robin that it's like, Well, you know, really, what our managers do. This is the head of HR. Really, what our managers do is they figure out what they want to pay the person in bonus, and mm-hmm. then they figure out what they need to say in the performance review, and then they say that, and then no one's happy. You know, because the person didn't get any growth or development out of it. They right. got nothing out of the deal. The organization doesn't really know how people performed, they didn't get anything out of the deal. No one is inspired or happy about the situation. It becomes a, all right, I got to sit down and do all these forms. It right. just it's it really like a work. hassle. There's yeah. No, benefit. it's an administrative burden, right? Because people need more of that, don't they? Right. There's yeah. not enough of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't more, sound much more better bureaucracy. Than yeah. Second
1: place is steak knives. Third mm-hmm. place is you're fired. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, did you catch this article in, in the Times? Why I hate work. Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What's your take yeah. on that?
0: It was. Uh, I think it's a great article. It really. I think it does a great job, you know, for HR people out there, it does a great job of pulling a lot of the meta research that's going on out there and to put it into one place. It's really clear that engagement has an impact on performance of, a, of an organization, sure. right? Yeah. Like that's now out there, it's clear, and, and we know that. And in some, in some places, HR people still have to make the business case, right? So they are able to now you know they find real research from different industries in different ways that that can get to their points. I think that's fabulous. Every HR p- person should should have that kind of stuff in their back pocket to pull on when they need it. One of the things that the authors did was talk about, you know, what people need at work. You know, what what kind of makes them makes them happy and want to be there. So what does? Well, I think a lot of different things do. The way we look at it is there's there's a few ways you can sort of bucket needs. And everybody needs it in different ways at different times in their career. And what leaders have to do is figure out what is it for this person now and address like the big thing. You know, like they we like to call it the mighty need. You know, what's the thing that will really make a difference? And uh,
2: you can't just give them a survey. Well, <laughs> and don't they always say money?
0: No. They no, don't? no, they don't. Absolutely. Absolutely not. There's, so not I mean, money. it's on the list. Sure, it's It's on on his list. It's on the list. (laughs) Right. Yeah, it's on the list. Uh, You mean
2: just good job, that's enough for some people?
0: It's it's a variety of things. We bucket into, one thing is uh, accomplishment. People want to feel like they are accomplishing something, they're doing Mm -hmm. something, that they are...
1: You're doing a great job.
0: That they're making a difference in something. Mm -hmm. They are creating a, you know, a better widget, a, um, you know, a healthier person or whatever it is that their business does, that they are actually doing something. They're not a cog in a wheel, right? That's one thing. Another thing is that they want to feel like this is, they can live their life in a way that um, that's supported by the company, that they have the right kind of balance. They can work from home. They've got good people that they Mm -hmm. work with, that it's a good place to be and you can live the kind of life you want to live. So that's sort of work balance and affiliation and a bunch of those types of things. But the biggest thing that we find when we're talking to organizations, and we have groups, you know, map this out for themselves and for what they think the culture is. The top two things are around meaningful work, that like what they do matters to them. You know, that they they are part of something bigger and that they get to do cool things. The group we're with today, for them, it's they get to do, at a, at a more junior level, bigger things. And that's meaningful for them. That's why people stay there. Mm-hmm. It's not the money. You know, it's not necessarily the hours that they work because they work a lot. But they get to do really cool things that matter to them. And the other thing is that they have an opportunity to grow. That, you know, they're going to be able to do... To do more, be more, which is when, you know, coaching and the kind of people leadership makes such a difference that everybody can make a difference in that. You know, every leader can. And money is on the list, sure, but rarely is it the top of the list. When people go in and ask for a raise, it's because typically they're not feeling valued, not that mm. they don't that mm-hmm. they think they need more money. It's about it's about something different than what is often said. So you have to get to that, you know, that mighty need. What's the real thing? You know. It's do you think money, there's any the
2: wisdom thing. in making everyone's salaries transparent?
0: You know, I've I've read a bit about that. You know, it's been, been in, in the press lately, and that some think that is a, a wise thing to a wise thing to do, just have it out there. And I think in some organizations that could really work. In most organizations I know of today, if you flip the switch and suddenly that was like, you know, visible, like the, you know, when, with your phone number when the phone popped up, hi, this is number, you know, X, Y, Z, and I make $73,000 a year, that would not work. You know, so I think it's huh. one of those interesting ideas of make it transparent, but you have to really think through how would you do that? You know, how would you do that and deal with the fact that suddenly two people who sit beside each other are not going to be happy? You know, because one of them is going to think, really, really, that person that much more than me? And the other person is, is going to be, you know, has had their own view of that story and going to be comparing themselves to, some, to someone else. So if you flip that switch, leaders better be ready to have, be having a whole lot of conversations with a whole lot of upset people. And I don't think that's what organizations want to do.
2: Well, they may not want to do it, but do you think that it would be valuable to do? I understand in, logistically it yeah. sounds like a challenge to maybe flip a switch and yeah. make it happen but do you think that that's a good thing for organizations to do
0: if you have a culture that really values transparency and really value in, in all ways, not just in salary but in all things like you have there's transparency about all the financials there's transparency about about how every client is is working and what the ups and downs are and people don't have aren't punished because of things that they do then I think you should You can start thinking about that and saying what difference would that make if we were all very open about that? Mm -hmm. Because those kinds of organizations are likely to give a lot of feedback. They're really saying the way things are. They're very honest around the good, the bad, the ugly. That sounds like kind of a cool place to work. And a lot of organizations aren't there yet. So I think the, the salaries being published would be one of the last things you do in that journey. If you started with that, (laughs) <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't want to lead with that. <laughs> yeah, the, have that as like, okay, and at last, we are going mm-hmm. to, you know, make that transparent. So
1: you guys, you're a couple months in, you're partnered mm-hmm. with, a, with a fantastic organization that yep. I'm certain is opening up some marvelous avenues, and uh, and that's all great. What about the, the long-term uh, sales and marketing effort? Are you going to mm-hmm. get enough Inbound activity based on your relationships and your reputation, or will you have to go out and say, "Hey, here's what we're doing, world," and here's why you ought to at least have a conversation with us about it?
0: It's always it's both, right? It's it's both in our industry. People buy consulting work from people that they trust and that they know, and uh, and that takes time to establish. But it starts with meeting someone the first time, right? So there is always an outbound kind of uh, you know aspect to it. Uh, And we've worked with clients for years. You know, we've got relationships that... Uh, The two uh, of
1: you have great relationships over a long period of time. Yeah, that we do,
0: you know, we work with clients on an an ongoing, ongoing basis. So, yeah, that helps. But absolutely, I mean, we want to go out to the world and say, hey, this is the cool thing about us and how we look at the world. And we think you should pay some attention to it because it can make a difference for you and your people.
2: Now, can you talk about ThinkWise? Yeah. As uh, software as a service? Yeah. Like what, what is that and, and what do they do and why did you choose to affiliate with them?
0: So I actually s- um, spent about a third of my career in the HR technology world. Um, actually implemented a bunch of those performance management systems that I think are so broken. Um, I left that world. But ThinkWise has a, a lot of really cool innovative technology to, to help people have better conversations, more awareness... More insight into what um, you know, what's going on. They've got a fabulous 360 that lets an organization take any of their competencies. They've got a great library and all mm-hmm. that's there and good. And lots of lots of companies have that, um, but also take a client's specific competencies and build it into a really slick 360 that's got the the most efficient easy way for a manager to do 360s on multiple people at a time makes it more efficient and actually more valid it's very cool it's our one of our favorite our favorite um tools that they have we used it with a the client um yesterday and did the debriefs with them so it's a a way to increase awareness and insight for people which is necessary if they want to build capability right i talked about them being wanting to do it is one of the important things so that's a part of it they've also got a great blueprint they call it and uh it basically will help an organization say, what are the things that really make a difference in our people? So let's take the great performers and the average performers and have managers do an assessment on them. Now, I'm not telling anybody who's in which, in which pool, but it starts to say, okay, this is what differentiates these people from these people. And you can start to see the commonalities and then start to identify what are those things that you can develop people to and what are the things that you should start looking to hire because there are some traits that are a lot, they're a lot harder to, to build. And so you may want to have that in your hiring profile to make sure that that's there. So you can actually strategically build your organization to be more successful by looking at the right things. That's kind of a handy strategic tool to, for an organization to be able to look at. Um, they've also got a great hiring tool that works wonderfully with an applicant tracking system to help managers ask really good questions to find out the things they really want to find out. And amalgamate all of that in a way that that can create some insights for them. Um, so those are like the main tools that um, that ThinkWise you, has, and they supplement what many organizations already have in their system. So they don't do performance management and those types of things, and um, they're not an applicant tracking system, but they can be a great add-on to be able to make those things much better and are really manager-centered and friendly. Where a lot of the 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 talent management solutions out there—they're HR friendly, they're compliance friendly, they're done for system right. friendly. These, the Thinkwise tools are very manager friendly, which, uh, which we think is a great, you know, a great addition to, to a lot of our programs and mm-hmm. the things that we do. Uh,
1: when we have you back, and we've got to have you back because I'm uh, under the impression we're going to come back to Chicago periodically. If we don't establish a permanent studio, surely we'll come through every quarter or so. I, I would like to dive into. How you guys were able to craft, how you were able to forge the 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 uh, the alliance with the ThinkWise and get people and organizations of that caliber interested and willing to work with you. I, to me that's a that's an important thing for an organization to be able to do. So I, I'm real interested mm-hmm. in hearing that. The conversation has lived up to its advanced billing in the intro. You know, it says an exciting <laughs> and informative that's edition. Right. This has been exciting and informative, but I have to be honest. It's kind of given me the woolies a little bit on the performance management stuff, and you know, because Business Radio X is kind of a small company, mm-hmm. um, and I, I get concerned that maybe if we're not careful, we're going to fall into the same trap of of uh, almost disincenting the type of behavior that we want out of our. Or, uh, what I'm getting at is before he we turn you loose, consulting. can we get some what counsel? Do we do. He wants free <laughs> <consulting>. <laughs> can
0: you give me like a, just a yeah. little pill to yeah. get me through the weekend? <laughs> yeah. the, I think the most important thing that that managers need to do, leaders need to do, is to is to have better conversations with people. If you have good conversations with people and they do things in a better, bigger way, and they're inspired to do more, then you're not going to have performance issues. So deal with, with the people and have good conversations to make them better. And then the whole system becomes kind of an afterthought. So just talk to people. Talk to people and help them be better.
1: What a fantastic piece of counsel and a marvelous way to, to, to wrap up the Learning Insights And it was free. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to find a way to compensate <laughs> you. <laughs> and it was free. Well, thank you. All right. Where can our listeners go to learn more?
0: They can go to www.thinkwiseinc.com, and the Consulting Group has a has a web page on there. You can also go to our Twitter account, which hey, we're a startup, so it is at t underscore c dot consulting. T underscore
2: w underscore consulting.
0: Thank you. That's what I. have. That's had. bad <laughs> that I don't know that. <laughs> oh, our marketing person I'm is going to put with that on your roommate. performance uh, review. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kate. <laughs> Well, it has been
1: an absolute delight having you in the studio this afternoon. This really has been a lot of fun. And uh, the offer is quite sincere. I'm quite serious. I want to continue this conversation. I'd love to do that.
0: I'd love to do that. Thank you.
1: You are more than welcome. All right. Until next time. And for the day and for the series, I think, uh, and for Lee Cantor and everyone here at the Business Radio X family, we'll see you next time on Learning Insights. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training
0: Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.